think as human beings, everybody has a natural gift and a natural passion, but then you go outside and you get influenced and you, and you feel pressure from, from what's going on outside. And so, you know, I read one time, like, would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world or at peace with yourself and at war with the world? All right, welcome back to The Great Return. Today, we're here with Anwar Bey. He's based in South Africa. He's a multi-talented founder, director of the Mind Traveler design. He's writing and directing Plasma Worlds, which is a storybook and entertainment platform. Before that, he honed his skills in San Francisco, working with studios like EA and Blizzard to make games like Assassin's Creed, World of Warcraft, and Sims. Anwar, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no worries. Cool. All right. So I think we first crossed paths, what was it, 2018 at a Afrotech event? You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was actually November 2017. 2017. Time flies. <laughs> what is Time that? Flies. Six Every years time. ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So please, Anwar, tell us a little bit about, I know you're in the video game world. So I know you love a good origin story. So I'd love to hear yours or maybe the, the shorter version or whichever version you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, my name is Anwar Bay. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, in a small town called Colton, California. I went to art school at <laughs> Art Institute in Orange County, Santa Ana. And then after a couple of years there, I moved up to San Francisco, where I honed in on my professional art skills. And then I got my first job at Blizzard Entertainment, which took me back to Orange County. And then I worked at Assorted Studios for the next five years after that. So Bethesda Online, Zenimax Online Studios, Toys for Bob, Activision, EA Games. And then in 2014, I started my own art studio, which is called Mind Traveler Design. And so Mind Traveler Design is where I've been at ever since. At this point, it is the lion's bulk of my CV. At Mind Traveler Design, we focus on creating characters, monsters in 3D, 2D, environments, animation, story worlds, and at this point, entire entertainment platforms. And so, yeah, you know, these days, you know, I've left San Francisco as of November 2021, and I've been stationed in Johannesburg, South Africa, and very heavily focused on completing the first installment of, actually, it's the second installment of Plasma Worlds, which is called Wooldo. And so Wooldo is a story about an Ethiopian space captain that gets lost on an alien planet. He's fighting the elements of the world, the aliens, and just the overall struggle of trying to exist on an alien world. And his goal is to get back to his wife and daughter, who, little does he know, are also working on a plan to try to find and save him. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I had a chance to browse through the version of Plasma Worlds that I have. I think it's book zero. I think you switched up the order. I'm still making my way through. But yeah, I love the concept. So yeah, I guess growing up, I know there's some influence of 
you know, Africa within, you know, the content that you're creating, but growing up, what role did Africa play as a place, as a concept, as you were growing up? Yeah, growing up, you know, Africa is kind of like a mythical place, right? It's a place that none of my family members have been to before for generations, but it was a place of tremendous respect. You know, it was all love and all curiosity and all kind of like connection in the best way we knew. I think that for me personally, it was the safe space in the world in my brain that I felt like everything made sense, even though I hadn't visited yet. And so, you know, I think that that definitely carried on throughout my life until I finally made my first trip to the continent by way of South Africa. And then it turned out that everything that I had imagined was true. Yeah, I didn't know that. That I guess it's been many generations since, you know, you or your family has gone back. So I guess there's what I call push factors and pull factors, right? So for making the return back to the continent, I know you worked in San Francisco for a while. What were some of the push factors for leaving? San Francisco, I arrived in San Francisco 2005. I stayed until 07 and then I came back 2011 and I stayed till 2021. And so what's that, like 13 years? The push factors for San Francisco, I think... The full-time push was COVID. You know, COVID really affected the environment, the terrain, the community, and just overall life, you know, for me in San Francisco. I think if it wasn't for COVID, I would still, like, have a home in San Francisco because I definitely enjoyed the overall environment and I enjoyed it being, like, my home base. But when COVID kicked in and, you know, everybody left for practical, logical reasons, it just became apparent that it was time for me to all in on moving to Africa. Got it. I think I was a part of the crowd. I didn't live in San Francisco. I lived in Oakland at the time. But but yeah, COVID definitely played a factor for me leaving myself also. I know you said you did a visit to South Africa. I guess before that, what were some of the pulling factors that wanted you to return back to the continent as a whole and maybe back to South Africa specifically? Yeah. So a good friend of mine, Zim, she was a founder of Travel Noir. And Travel Noir was like this really popular travel platform that focused on African diaspora, you know, just the Black community worldwide and traveling and depicting just the beauty of travel within the community. And so when she launched her first product, which was travel experiences on site, I was really interested. And so she really pushed for me to come to South Africa. She felt like the community of like-minded thinkers were there for me. And she just knew that I would have a great time. And it's funny because like initially her offering of experiences was like Amalfi Coast, Italy, Brazil, a couple other places and Cape Town, South Africa. And I was definitely pulled to Brazil. I was like, yo, I need to go to Brazil. I need to see what's going on. She was like, no, bro, you need to go to South Africa. And when I arrived, like she was right. Like my initial experience in Cape Town felt really familiar to America, which didn't really excite me so much 
But when I got to Johannesburg is when I started to just meet the community of entrepreneurs, just see, you know, a space, a country, a city of, you know, melanated people thriving and creating and growing together. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's travel huge shout out to Travel Noir. <laughs> Yeah, big shout out to Travel Noir. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it led to me coming back, you know, six months later for an extended trip. Because our first trip was, I think, three weeks. And then I came back six months later for three months. And that's when everything really solidified for me. Yeah. Could you maybe touch on that a little bit more? For a lot of people, it's either, you know, you go all in and make an official move to a random country, or it's more of like a process of like, visiting different places and then making that final decision on where to go. How was that process for you? Yeah. So, you know, the first trip was for a few weeks and that was like the intro. That was like the inception in my mind that told me that it was possible, that there was a homely, friendly space for me on the continent by way of Johannesburg, South Africa. But it also piqued a very high level curiosity where I was like, okay, now that I finally have come like I should experience more of the continent. And so I came back six months later, November to February, and I traveled to as many places as I could. Like that trip was all about travel, solo, by myself. I came, started in Johannesburg, went to Zimbabwe by way of Victoria Falls and Harare. And then I went to Mozambique. And then I went to Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, Zanzibar, And yeah, I was just spending, you know, weeks at a time connecting with people. Airbnb was my home space, you know, various Airbnbs and just learning, going to coffee shops, connecting with people, working from afar and just feeling the love and access and the acceptance, like no matter where I went, like it was very easygoing, healthy for the heart experience. Yeah. I think that's a great approach where, you know, you kind of get a feel for different environments, see what works, what doesn't work and really be amongst the people. So, so yeah, great idea. I think, so you've landed in Josie, you've made your decision and, you know, you're setting up shop. How is adapting living in Johannesburg compared to back home? It's definitely different. You know, the San Francisco before COVID was definitely a special place. And I always recognized that. And that's why I chose to live there. At this point, you know, living in Johannesburg over the past 15 months, you know, I've gotten to know the culture more. And I'm definitely still having a great time. I'm definitely still experiencing productivity and expansion with my work. But I'm also like wondering, you know, and curious about what other experiences are out there. You know, what other places I could potentially live on the continent and just looking to possibly venture out a little bit more long-term. Because every few months I do go on a trip on the continent. This past year, it's been Zanzibar a couple of times. It's been Kenya. It's been Mount Kilimanjaro, Tanzania, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know Johannesburg. It can be a lot. It's a great place. I've been there a couple of times. I lived in South Africa in general for about three years back in high school. So maybe if you would indulge us, what are some of the things you really like 
And then what has like some room for improvement? So I love the community. You know, I love my friendship groups. I love my entrepreneurship groups. And, you know, I love how we push each other to go further and how we collaborate. I really enjoy that. I think that at this point, you know, I'm trying to balance the understanding of what I need versus like what I want. And so, you know, moving from San Francisco where like all of my favorite musical artists would come, you know, month on month end from, you know, Rock Marcianos to like, you know, MF Doom, RIP, you know, all the hip hop, all the acts. I saw Kendrick and Weekend. I saw everybody. And then not really having that access to those particular, you know, American artists is starting to take a little toll on me. You know, when it comes to like drinks, my favorite drinks are not necessarily available, even though South Africa has a great offering of wine, which is cool. Yeah, just, you know, some of the extracurricular activities are not as prevalent here. And so, you know, I think that that's great because it is like a family culture and like family atmosphere versus like San Francisco was like super high level social and transient and entrepreneurial. But yeah, my brain just like misses that a bit. I don't really have any complaints outside of that. You know, Johannesburg is a unique place. Like it has, you know, what the community and the population of Johannesburg and South Africa consider to be its issues. I don't really think it's like my place to really make it my issues per se, because everything is still, you know, thriving and, and working. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, no, no, it does. It does. And the reason I ask is, you know, I feel like when it comes to returning back to the continent, a lot of the times it's focused on, you know, the rosy picture of like how things are perfect and, you know, it's everything's going to work out. But there is, of course, going to be challenges and things that you're going to miss, like, you know, Kendrick not being there. That's <laughs> kind of not cool, <laughs> but I'm sure he'll make his way down there. But yeah. Yeah. And then I guess switching gears a little bit, I guess maybe what are some of the benefits or what's your experience building in Africa? compared to, you know, back home in California. I know we spoke about not to put words in your mouth or anything, but the inspiration and, you know, how that kind of plays a factor. So how's that been? Yeah, it's high level inspiration. You know, Plasma Worlds is all about storytelling, about, you know, people of color, Black people, you know, of the diaspora and of Africa. Like what I identify, especially in science fiction, like, just on a global entertainment level is that we are missing, you know, great stories about black heroes in space, black space captains, you know, exploring new worlds, saving themselves and the people they love, you know, experiencing that high level technology, you know, interacting with the future in that way that we all love and dream of. Like, I think there's a huge hole in that. And so, you know, that's the work that I'm doing with Plasma Worlds. I'm telling those stories. I'm depicting those characters through beautiful imagery. And I believe that this is a work that will inspire people that live on the continent as well as worldwide. And so being here helps me stay focused on that. 
being here helps me see how we move here and how, you know, community is so important and how, like, how connected we all are and how technology comes out of that. And it also, like, helps provide me with visibility of how we engage in our technology and how we, you know, thrive and build and evolve, like, as a people here. You know, life is beautiful here. Like, <laughs> it's really amazing. Like, in all of the countries that I visited, like, I see the the ease of existence. I see, you know, the realization that the folks here have lived here since the beginning of time. And I just see the beauty of it all. And so it definitely inspires and fuels my work, you know, that I'm doing. Got it. Yeah, it's powerful. I think, you know, a lot of that resonates with me. I think you did a great job of putting it into words. But yeah, it's a great place to really pull inspiration and, of course, you know, keep the creative juices going. And I guess on the flip side, when you miss home or, you know, when you run into roadblocks and, and things like that, what are some of the maybe mechanisms that you use to kind of to kind of overcome that? Is it booking a flight <laughs> straight back or is it, you know, something that you do there? If you could maybe talk through that. Yeah, I'd say that, like, currently I'm kind of, like, in a space of you know, missing family and friends back home. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that like I am getting ready to travel back to California to connect with family and friends. And I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, I'm looking forward to that just like any trip that I take. And, you know, I make sure that I give time between visiting home because, you know, this is about learning and growing here. When it comes to struggles and kind of dealing with that. I mean, struggle is just a part of life. You know what I mean? Like there was all kinds of puzzles that I needed to solve when I lived in San Francisco, just like there's all kinds of puzzles that I needed to solve living here. I've been traveling pretty profusely since 2015. And so I think I was really prepared to solve for like finding an apartment and, you know, buying the appropriate things for the apartment and you know, knowing what to bring from the States and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm looking forward to my trip to California for sure. That'll be in May. You know, I've, I've already booked a couple of hip hop shows to attend to. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it'll be a good time to maybe refresh, you know, get, you know, rejuvenated a little bit and then get back to the grind, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm on it. I think, you know, if I were to share some advice with people that are looking to move, you know, I definitely say visit first just to get your bearings and then just be open. Just be open to knowing that like, you know, you are the power that solves the issues. You are the power that finds the comfort. And, you know, when you take that responsibility, then the problems stop being problems and it just starts, it just becomes life experience. Yeah. It's great advice. Definitely take notes if you're planning on, on making a trip. So you've been to a few few different places on the continent. Where do you still want to go and visit that you haven't been yet? Oh, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I really want to visit more of West Africa. I've only been to Ghana, Accra so far. I want to check out, you know, Nigeria, Senegal, Benin. 
I want to check out DRC, Rwanda. I want to check out everywhere, you know, Algeria, more of Morocco, Liberia. You know, I want to go everywhere. I'm trying to visit every country, you know, on the continent and really in the world. I'm trying to visit every city. I'm trying to learn about the history of all the places. You know, through all this travel that I've been experiencing in my life, like I see like the migrations of people. I see the variations and I call it gradation as far as like just, you know, how people have like certain, you know, physical attributes in like one area and how like another area has its own attributes and then how, you know, based on distance and time, how those attributes merge. And so all of that just informs me of how connected we are in the world. And, you know, I always want to be tapping into that and learning about that and sharing that reality that the separation is not significant. (laughs) It's only as significant in our minds. In reality, like we're all very connected. Yeah, And I think a lot of times we forget how big the continent is and, you know, there's there's a lot of places that still need to be visited, especially on my side too. If anyone is in any of those countries that Anwar mentioned, hit us up. You know, we'd love to stop by and learn more about your culture. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned history. Kind of on that note, I know a lot of your content is based in the future. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the future of Africa and, you know, how it's going to have you know, the biggest workforce in the world in, you know, the next decade. Could you talk a little bit more about what you think the future of Africa looks like? The future of Africa, I think, is infinite in its look and in its variability. I just see, you know, technology continuing to connect us. So, you know, for the first time in the history of humankind, you know, we have the internet. And so the internet is this, like, human communication evolving device that we're all experiencing, right? And so I think that because of that, you know, the things that we like and the things that we feel like are possible that we can have and that we can experience and that we can build is starting to melt together into like one big ball. And so, you know, I see new projects being brought in as far as like infrastructure. I see, you know, companies working with each other all over. Yeah, I see a lot of beautiful perspectives. I think as far as like, you know, Africa having the biggest workforce, I think it'll be interesting to see how as humans, what that means, right? Because we're doing a lot of AI stuff, which means that like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, people lose <laughs> what their jobs. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. I personally, you know, through the view of Plasma Worlds, personally, I see this evolution happening as with space travel. You know, I feel like through the view of Plasma Worlds, the next great, you know, boom will be the space boom, the boom of space, creating space travel in a way that, you know, average humans are doing it for work, like going to different places on different planets to work and to build 
and to, you know, create opportunities for ourselves. I think that that needs a physical force. And then I think when it comes to stabilizing, continuing to stabilize and learn and practice ways of like keeping earth comfortable for humans, that's going to need human energy as well. And so I guess all those answers are what's kind of going through my head about it all. Yeah. Speaking of AI, maybe it'd be an opportunity to drop that into one of these AI tools and have it draw like an image (laughs) of what that looks like. But yeah, all I know, it's super exciting. And even the concept of space, I think, has a lot of potential, you know, when it comes to the propulsion needed to get out there. I'm sure we have all the natural resources to make it happen. And with all the talent coming back, I'm sure it's possible. So super exciting stuff. Last question on my side is, what are you optimizing for right now? I'm optimizing for the marketing and the sharing and the trading of Plasma Worlds and information, you know, of Plasma Worlds to the world. You know, I'm optimizing to get the project complete, which we're progressing towards every day. I'm optimizing for a global book tour. I'm optimizing for the meetings with investors and stakeholders that, you know, will are, that are in love with this work and want to see it grow and be as big as possible. And, you know, I'm optimizing for the possibility of starting a family, you know, one day soon and just, you know, making sure that life is limitless possibility and joy, you know, for my family and my one day family and for myself. Amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you so much, man. One more shout out for uh, Plasma Worlds, Plasma Worlds with an S.com. Anything they should be looking out for soon? Yeah. You know, right now we're on book six of the Book of Wuldu. We've got four more books coming. So go and engage, you know, with the books that are available now and then look forward to, you know, book seven, eight, nine, ten, and then the whole trade. You know, that's the combination of all the stories in one book and all the opportunities that are going to come from that as far as like, you know, movies, games, toys, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, we're taking this all away. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a big thing. It's the new Star Wars. (laughs) Absolutely. Cool, cool. Alnor, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Hey, and I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to you for inviting me and, you know, getting this conversation to the people and inspiring the people and letting them know that, you know, Africa is a place that should be visited and just, you know, connected to in every way possible. It is a safe space for us in this world and we should definitely be experiencing it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You heard it here. It's the great return. Make the return. (laughs) Peace. Peace. (laughs)